Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Real Film Nerds, episode number 238, the podcast that almost didn't happen. Yes, we are recording late because Mike has been extremely busy. I'm kind of glad that I canceled my vacation to go out and visit him because bringing another life into this world seems to absorb a lot of time. I myself have also been quite busy. Our little bump in the road that caused me from visiting Mike took up a lot of time. I spent literally from 10 a.m. until 2 a.m. editing the Arizona Rattlers loss to the Massachusetts Pirates in the championship. Mike, just to let you know, the Arizona Rattlers, every year we've had a championship game since basically 2004, we have lost at home. If we're away, we win. So I should have known this was happening. We're cursed. We're literally cursed. Yeah, man, that sounds terrible. Um, I'm sorry. After all these wins and getting to the championship, to just lose at the end, it's uh, kind of sucky. Yeah, it, it was it was terrible, and we lost in overtime to a field goal uh, because we fumbled the ball and they recovered it, or else it would have probably gone into double or triple overtime. But, you know, shit happens. I'm just sad that I didn't get to go and see you. But like I anticipated, I figured it was probably going to be absolute madness at your house. I still would have liked to have seen my good friend before he brings his latest child into this world, which I've already told my mom. Her name is going to be Martina Marie. I think it's just perfect. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to get with the better half on this, uh, Mags, and we'll see what we come up with. I don't know if that's going to be the final uh, name there, Matt. I, I think it should be. Martina in front of me, Marie, and you know, for uh, Mahinsha who does have a segment at the end of this podcast. We talked about Shang-Chi on the radio, and she ended up talking more about um, Clint Eastwood being naked, which uh, we will discuss that towards the end of the pod because that is my selection for this week is a Clint Eastwood film. Awesome, Matt. Awesome. I know which movie you're talking about, and uh, we'll get into that later. But, Matt, what are we reviewing this week? Mike, we are talking about a film that you picked from the Amazons, called jolt now not jolt cola just jolt so real film nerds episode number 238 jolt mike give us a rundown all right matt yep jolt is uh directed by tanya wexler is written by scott uh wash 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 i'm sure i messed that up i'm sorry scott and uh it's starring kate beckinsale jai courtney stanley tucci bobby cannaval and it's about a bouncer with a slightly murderous anger management problem that she controls with the help of an electrode line vest she uses to shock herself back to normalcy whenever she gets homicidal. I don't know if that's the best description, but all right. Jesus, spoiler alert in this in the freaking description. Golly. Hey man, that's that's exactly what it says. I know, I know. You didn't write it. I know. So Mike, all right, this was your pick. Go ahead, you go first. What what are your thoughts on Jolt? Uh, so it was it was kind of fun. It it was it was a little like Crank in some ways, but it also was different. Like it was a little bit of like a a Crank type movie with 
like a John Wick kind of a revenge type story. And, you know, I love revenge movies and this one, I love it. You know, I love that stuff. So this, this was, uh, this was fun for me and I'm, I'm, I think it was a good pick. Mike, I do know you love your revenge movies. My question is if you and Mags had only been dating for two days and then, uh, Mags was murdered, would you go on a killing rampage after two days? You know, you know, I, I think I would skip it. I, I think I would skip it. But you, you never know. I also don't have some sort of weird condition where I have to essentially electrocute myself uh, every time uh, someone just, like, says something or does something and, like, just gets so nasty like the that. Well, anyway, that I didn't want to I don't want to spoil something. So I'll save that. But, yeah, um, that you I don't know think, of. Right, that I know of. <laughs> Maybe you've been secretly hiding it, and you go out and do your murdering in the middle of the night, a la Dexter style, which, exciting, not to get too off topic, did you see how there's a new Dexter show coming? It's like a prequel yeah. or something? Yeah, I did see there's a new Dexter show, and I, I'm excited. I really like that show. I never thought I would like that show and love that show. Oh, Dude, speaking of new shows, have you been watching Why the Last Man yet? It's on FX and Hulu. Uh, no, I have not. Oh. Uh, what, what do you think about it? It's very good. It's very good. I watched two episodes last night. So it's based off a really well-known graphic novel. It's called Why the Last Man. And what happens, not to spoil it or ruin it, in case our listeners find it interesting and they want to go watch, it's um, based off a graphic novel where every single being with a Y chromosome mysteriously dies in one day. And we're talking male Dogs, cats, tigers, people, babies, everything. And there's only one man that survives. And his name starts with a Y. It's, his name is Yurik. And so it's Y the last man and also the Y chromosome. Anyways, it's a very good graphic novel. So far, I'm impressed with the show. It's kind of fun. Interesting, Matt. There's an interesting storyline. Um, I will try and watch that. Now that you're going to uh, have a lot of sleepless nights, hell Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely will have a lot more time to look at uh, content on the internet when uh, said baby is sleeping, or I'm waiting for said baby to sleep, or whatever. There's there's going to be a lot. So anyway, enough about me. Enough about why the last man. Let's talk about Jolt. Mike, I I think you also need to play more video games. But yes, we will talk about Jolt. I I. Gave some impressions on Jolt, not a lot. Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I don't know if it's so much like Crank. I consider it more of a revenge payback style, Mel Gibson, uh, uh, psychotic kind of movie. I mean, the premise of her having to electrocute herself to change her mood of thinking was interesting. It has a decent cast. I think it was shot really well. It's very colorful. It's very pretty. The fight scenes are decent. I'd say they're pretty good. Uh, some are a little hokey, some are, you know, a little blah, but overall I'd say this is a pretty good movie. I think Kate Beckinsale did well. Um, I, I honestly, I kind of wish she was a little bit more crazy. I don't know if that's a good thing to say, but I wish she would have done a little bit more craziness as this character because she clearly has quite a few screws loose. Uh, yeah, uh, I really like some of the way that he did the fantasy scenes without uh, giving away too much. 
I thought that was kind of neat because you kind of got a window into what's going on in the character's mind, and you don't usually get that in movies. So I thought that was pretty cool. You're talking about the uh, where her mind was going versus what was actually happening? Yes. Yeah. And they, they definitely catch you off guard multiple times when it starts first starts revealing why she's doing the things that she's doing and how she's doing the things that she's doing. That's interesting, especially when they're giving the backstory. So I'm not a huge fan of a lot of expose, but I think in this film it works because you really got to understand why she's so messed up. And so, I mean, they go all the way back to her childhood, which I think worked well for this film. Yeah, I think it worked well for this film, too, because it helped just you to understand where she was coming from. If they would have just started this movie and she had this thing and she started doing stuff, you would have been like, why is she like this? But I think it really did help to get you in the mood and, and understand some of the decisions she makes. I mean, she's still she's still a little bit crazy. But anyway, it, it was I think that was helpful. Well, I wish she would have been more crazy. Like I said, I mean, her her issue or disease or whatever you want to call it definitely takes her to another level. But clearly there's also something else going on in her mind outside of just that because she's very on edge all the time when it comes to relationships and people just in general, not including her reactions to when someone's not so nice to her. Yeah, uh, Matt, what did you think about um, the brief amount of scenes where she she gets a camera and she's, like, taking pictures of stuff? Dude, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I know you are going to ask me about that. And, yeah, dude, I have to. I have to, Matt. And he just gives her, like, a Nikon with, like, a uh, – it wasn't a great lens, but probably a kit lens. I mean, that was only, like, I don't know. I don't know which one it was, but that could have been, like, a – you know, thousand dollar camera setup. Just you know, oh hey, thanks for banging my brains out. Here's a thousand dollar camera. Love you. Like, what the hell was that? I don't know either. That was a little strange, but I mean, their relationship was kind of. It seemed like they were both strange, and it seemed like they were both hiding stuff from each other, and they knew it, but they didn't care. Kind of. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and and, and, and so it was like, we're both weirdos. Let's hook up kind of thing <laughs> are you trying to imply though that everyone that is a photographer is a crazy person uh no i in i i was not implying that at all that's that's for other people to to judge i don't know you're just reading into things man no i know where you're going mike you're calling me crazy that's what it is and it's fine i understand i am a little bit crazy you know i, I think sometimes you have to be a little crazy to work as hard as you do for such little pay <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Nailed it. Nailed it, Mike. All right. So um, I think we should probably proceed so that we don't spoil it because we both have dabbled on the edge of spoilers with this film. Uh, Mike, do you think people should sit down and watch this on Amazon? Uh, I think it was pretty fun. And yeah, I would recommend watching it on Amazon. If you're just in the mood for like kind of a revenge movie, uh, nothing too serious. It's... It, you know, I think I think you should watch it. Yeah, sure. I think if you are into action movies, uh, you're at least okay with revenge movies, and you want to see a female protagonist kicking some ass, I'd say definitely check this one out, because I, I it's a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. I, I did. 
Uh, I like Kate Beckinsale. I think she's a decent actress. I wouldn't say that she was on the top of her game, like, say, uh, the Underworld films. Like, okay, the early Underworld films, those were really, really good. Um, Again, I wish she would have just acted maybe a little bit more nuts. I think it would have gone with this character a little bit better. But overall, I'd say it's well worth a watch. I think she did a good job. The movie in general is pretty decent. The story gets a little convoluted, but... It's not it's not terrible. All right, Matt. Um yeah. Um so with your recommendation, I'm going to ask you, what are you drinking this fine evening, morning, afternoon? <sighs> Lunner, lunch, brunch, dunch, whatever acronyms we want to use to describe the different times of day. Uh Mike, I found it or shall I say, my brother-in-law found it when I came down to shoot the Rattlers finale and loss. I got myself a six-pack of Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Whoop, whoop! Nice. Good stuff, dude. Good stuff. Well, speaking of Sam Adams, actually, I myself am drinking a Sam Adams, man, but it is a pumpkin ale, and it is called Jacko. Yeah, the one you had, uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, I think it's two weeks ago, and um, man, it's just tasty, dude. Um, If you can find it, uh, it seems like it's getting higher in demand, or maybe they didn't make as many, I don't know, but I really like it. You do love your pumpkin ales, Mike. I know you love those, so... I do, I do. It's like I have some kind of weird pumpkin disease or something. Like, I need it for fall. Like, it, it's not fall until... Well, I mean, it's not fall right now, but uh, it's not fall until I've had, like, a lot of pumpkins. A lot of pumpkins or a lot of pumpkin ales? A lot of pumpkin ales. Okay, all right. Because, I mean, I, I knew you liked pumpkin. I didn't know you liked it enough where you'd sit down and actually eat, like, just, like, a whole pumpkin for the hell of it. I mean, that's kind of, you know... That's pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's a little different. You know, you eat them like an apple. You just pick them up and you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. And, and those seeds, and just chew them. Just chew them and spit them out. There you go. Well, all right, Mike. So I need to ask you the most important question of the podcast. Mike, how does the Amazon Prime original Jolt relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, Matt, thank you for asking. Uh, This one was not too difficult, and I like that. Uh, We got uh, Bobby Cannavale, who uh, was in Ant-Man as the character Paxton. Good job, Mike. Good job. I know you like the easy ones. I do like the easy ones, man. Come on. (laughs) Like, sometimes it's a little difficult, you know? Like, when we have, like, three people that made the movie, it's tough. Would you even say, dare it's hard? What are, we, what are we getting at here? I feel like there's I feel like there's some kind of joke coming. Let, just get to the punch. I'm line. just going to stop. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to stop, Mike. Okay, so we're right. now in the spoiler section. Go ahead, Mike. Discuss what you were talking about earlier so you can spoil it all the way through. Um, the, the, the scene, there was a scene where she goes to the bathroom and she overhears the waitress talking about, uh, you know, 
how she was being treated by by her table and she she was gonna let it go and then she couldn't and man did she kick the crap out of that waitress man it was bad i loved it <laughs> i call bullshit on that because being a former food service restaurateur we were never supposed to use the public restrooms when the restaurant was full. We were supposed to use the employee restroom in the back. But how stupid and ridiculous this waitress was and how terrible she was, I wouldn't be surprised if she was just using the bathroom that's closest to her. And coincidentally, she got her ass beat real bad. Oh, all right. All right. Yeah. I mean, Matt, you're right. You usually don't use the... The front, you know, customer restroom, especially in like a fan, that was like a fancy place. Like that was like a, I don't know, like more fancy than you or I ever eat at, you know, like, I don't even know what all those forks and spoons are for. Well, right, dude. I mean, anything above in an Alberger is fancier than where I eat. So, I mean, that's like Olive Garden. I mean, Olive Garden is way too fancy for me. I could escort it off their property because they're like, no, we can't have your kind here. So I walk across the parking lot to in and out Burger. Give me a double double. <laughs> nice, nice. Where they make you take off your your jacket and they hand you a t shirt. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is only a t shirt place, uh, so you're gonna have to remove that jacket. Mike, when you can order your sandwich animal style, you're just not allowed to wear a jacket and a tie in there. Period. You're just not. Yeah, yeah. You're right. All right, so Mike. Um, what do I want to spoil about this film? Uh, maybe the ending. You know, the ending, it was pre- predictable, but not completely. Uh, I saw it coming, but I didn't see it coming from that far away. Uh, honestly, I thought the boyfriend was going to be the big bad villain. Turns out he was not. He was just using Kate Beckinsale to wipe out the big bad villain because as everybody knows from several other movies, they like to tell you this is the CIA is not allowed to operate on American soil. So he had an objective. He used Kate Beckinsale sales character for this objective to wipe out this whole syndicate. And, uh, she didn't like that. She was used. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just when she was actually, you know, she thought, you know, in her mind that she could never find anybody who would accept her as she is. And, and she thought she found somebody who would, and then found, finds out it was all, uh, you know, a, uh, just an elaborate story to get her to do what he, what he wanted. Yeah. And, you know, she already has anger problems, so it's not going to end well. Like, I don't know what he was thinking. I guess he didn't think she would, get as far as she did or I, I don't know well she thought that he was gonna she was either gonna die or that he was gonna easily be able to take care of her at the end which he attempted to do and it to do and it didn't work uh she's just too much of a badass and then uh you know that moves on to the little bit later part in the film where clearly they're going to turn this possibly into a franchise depends how well it does but they left it very open for a sequel Sounds like it's going to be almost like James Bond style, John Wick. Maybe not John Wick, because John Wick's more this assassin world and him trying to survive. I think this is more that she's going to be working for the CIA and they're going to be sending her places with her crazy ability to kill people because she's mad. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's just, yeah, 
She just doesn't like people. So who really and does? There's lots of. I mean, who does? Yeah, Mike? right. Do you like people? I like some people. I, you have to like them somehow, because I mean, you're creating more of them. So why would you create more of something that you don't like? It's true, Matt. It's true. I like a couple of them. Yeah, just the. I like my people. Just your people, the ones related to you. Yeah, my my people. Got it. Okay, Mike, so have you started talking about what we're going to do for Harvest Horror Fest? Because September's coming around the corner. October's October? coming to an end. Yes. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah, that backwards. Yeah, yeah. September is coming to an end. <laughs> October's around the corner. There we go. I mean, it, it's looking like it's going to be slam-packed with new movies, and like some of them aren't horror and stuff, so we're definitely going to have to figure out something, Matt. Um I have been looking at, at some of the new movies that are coming, and I'm just trying to determine what we're going to do. I think we might have to double up a couple weeks. I don't know, man. It's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be crazy. Well, all right. That sounds awesome because now I have a little bit more time than I have had for the past three months. So that sounds great. I- I'm down for it. So, all right. All right, man. What what else should we talk about, Jolt? I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything. She's a badass assassin kind of thing that kept using outlets to try and deter her anger, which ended up making her this badass killer. <laughs> you know, she tried yeah. joining the military. She got kicked out for being too violent. She tried doing kickboxing. She got kicked out. She tried doing all these things, and she was just way too good and violent at it, and it made her this badass assassin without really wanting to be one so yeah i mean i think we got it pretty much covered a revenge story yeah yep yep for sure man it's uh it was uh it was kind of fun man i i just thought it was it was kind of what i thought it would be and and maybe a little bit more like i didn't really know what i was signing us up for but i just kind of wanted to try something a little different I have to add, I really enjoyed Stanley Tucci's character as the uh, therapist, psychotherapist, whatever. I, I don't know what the difference is. And him experimenting on her and how every single time she like shows up, immediately he grabs his gun. That was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, every time he was like, ah! And she's like, no, I'm okay. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, and, and then at the end, she shows up. Uh, she's in there. He comes in the office. He reaches for his gun. The gun is gone. She has it. You find out that Stanley Tucci's the one that told the CIA all about her and everything. And he kind of set everything up with the boyfriend and all that. It was just that one I didn't see coming. I didn't see Stanley Tucci being, you know, using her, I guess is a good way to put it. Yeah, he did seem like he had her interests at mind. And uh, yeah, that was a little bit of a twist for sure. Yeah. So, all right, Mike. Well, I'll go ahead and talk about my pick for next week. It's our boy, 91-year-old, Clint Eastwood's latest film, Cry Macho. All right, man. Cry Macho. That looks great. I, I, I'm I, so impressed that Clint Eastwood just keeps working, man. Like, He's just going to live to like 110 because he's like, well, I got another movie to make. He does. Yeah. He directed it. He stars in it. You know, he's just, the dude will never die. He's just going to work forever, which I really admire. And, you know, he's, I, I have to say, you know, his last film, the 
I, the mule wasn't the best, but it wasn't terrible either. It was really pretty good. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I like the mule. I thought it was interesting to have kind of like this old senior as a, a, a drug runner. And I was like, yep, no one would suspect that guy. Not at all. Like, that would be... Based on a true story, too. Yeah, that would be a good person to have as the person running drugs, really. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah, the Cry Macho, I, I, I think I saw one trailer for it, Matt, but, um, what's this one about? I can read the synopsis here, Mike, if you want. Nah, uh, save it for me next week. Okay, something about a rodeo star and a horse breeder and something with an alcoholic and a journey and a young boy trying to become a good man. All right. Perfect. Sounds like the makings of a good movie. I don't know. I hope it'll be on par with Gran Torino. I mean, I really liked Gran Torino. That movie was fantastic. I think it was one of his best works, you know, modern day works. Like I said, we're talking about the mule. You really liked it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was good, but I don't think it's his best. I think Gran Torino is one of my favorite films he's ever done. I hope this Gran is Torino on that level. Is really, was really, really good. I think for me, one of my favorite movies from him is Unforgiven. But oh, of course. Um, Gr- Gr- Gran Torino was just a fantastic movie. So um, kind of out of left field. And I, I, I liked it. Like Clint Eastwood movies, um, like American Sniper, they all usually have some sort of message. And whether you like the message or not, he kind of has something that he wants to talk about in a kind of through cinema. And I, I think that's neat. Well, what, what's the good, the bad, and the ugly trying to tell us then, Mike? <laughs> well, I don't know. Lots of things. <laughs> He's tr- trying to tell us there's the good, there's ugly people, and then there's bad people. I think that's what he's trying to say in that. All right, Matt. I think it is that simple. I- I'm not a huge fan of Westerns. But I do have a copy of that film on Blu-ray because, I mean, it's it's a really good Western. I, I have to say, I like the more modern-day Westerns, like uh, 310 to Yuma. I really enjoyed that movie. You know, um, Tombstone. I really love Tombstone. Not just because you and I grew up down there and we lived and, you know, went to Tombstone all the freaking time. Just because that movie was really well done. And thanks to Kurt Russell for saving it. Yeah, no, uh, Tombstone was great, and that is a fantastic movie. Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, it's so good. And it wasn't overly long. It was like two hours. That movie, uh, Wyatt Earp with uh, Kevin yeah. Costner, uh-huh. it's too long, just wasn't, I don't know. So, anyway. Well, and what's interesting, not to get... I mean, we've been off topic a lot, but Wyatt Earp was filmed mostly like in and around like Tombstone and Sierra Vista and all that are Southern Arizona. Now, Tombstone was filmed in Southern Arizona, but not where all the stuff actually took place. Tombstone was filmed at um, the old Tucson Studios in Tucson and uh, Mescal Studios, which is an extension of the old Tucson Studios that's in Benson. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I remember it was filmed in Old Tucson, and I was like, oh, man, come on. Why didn't you film it at the place it was? But Right. Yeah, you know. Now, Kevin Costner and Wyatt Earp tried to film it 
in the place where it all actually took place. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, 310 to Yuma. Oh, uh, God. The Bisbee totally uh, mis- misrepresented. Oh, dude. Bisbee, Yuma, and... um. Oh, gosh. The name of the town uh, where they were trying to take them. I'm trying to... Ref- I'm forgetting the name of it. Um, Constance or something? Arizona? Right? Uh, I'm not sure. It, it's not... No. It's not consequent. Like, truth or no, consequences. It's like, like New Mexico. No, no, but here's the thing. So, the town that they say they're going to doesn't exist anymore, but there's still a sign where it is. I went over there when we were in high school on my mountain bike, and there's literally nothing there. And do you know how far away it is from Tombstone and Bisbee? Uh, I know, like 20 miles? Yeah, it's like nothing. It's like, I I literally could have done it on my bike. That's how close it was. And yet, they take overnight and take all this time to get there and stuff. It's really weird. Ah, uh, okay. I see. Geography-wise, it wasn't accurate. Right, but I think that's true to the original 310 to Yuma, though. Like the actual film, which obviously, you know, didn't look up their geography. Anyways, we're super off topic, but I just, you know, growing up in the area where all this stuff took place, it's it's interesting seeing it on the big screen versus what's really there, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. Um, Well, Matt, I think with that, sh- shall we wrap it up, Matt? Um. Well, yeah, Mike. I mean, you got a young life to bring into this world, so you probably should go. All right. Yep. So uh, with that, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Make sure to follow us on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And uh, also, stay and listen to the end to hear Ma Hinshaw talking about Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. The legend of the... Yep, t- and Kevin Costner naked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know about that last part. But anyway, uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, wrap this up, Matt, and uh, we'll catch you on the next pod. Make sure to go out there and catch a movie, stream a movie, you know, do whatever you can, and we'll uh, be talking to you next week about Cry Macho. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Starting out good, Lisa. 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 I really Lisa. Messed up. Lisa. I can't believe Lisa. Three times. Lisa. In a row. Do I have to do it five times on a mirror? Three times right now. Lisa. 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 Okay. Lisa. If you ever call me Lisa again, Lisa. you're in big trouble. Good morning, Cinco Cities. <laughs> Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Just called me Lisa on Magic 99.1. How long have you known me? I mean, come on. Well, I have, I've known you longer than I have fingers and toes. Oh, Matt. Matt's been up since 2 a.m. We'll give him a little bit yeah. of a break. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm starting my own radio show, right? <laughs> we could talk about it. No! <laughs> I'm too busy as it is. <laughs> All right. We're here to talk about the movies. You want to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Did you like it? Everybody loved it. Well, of course I liked it, but yeah. I was going to talk about it last week, but someone was on vacation. I Well, it was... It, everybody was on vacation. It I was wasn't. Labor Day. I still had to work. It was Labor Day, Matt. Some of us just are not <laughs> quitters. 
Okay, that hurt. That hurt. Uh, that right hurt? Yeah. Please okay. don't cry. So you saw it two weeks ago, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about it this morning. Rotten Tomatoes gave it ninety two percent. It's pretty good. What'd you think? I liked it a lot. You it was did. a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody yeah. liked it pretty much. You can always. I don't know if everybody liked it. My my host enjoyed it, but not as much as me. Okay. Oh, uh, you I really? liked it a lot. You yeah. guys kind of differ on your taste for movies. Sometimes. No, yeah. actually, we're actually very similar because we grew up together and spent so much time together. Yeah. But we're very similar, except for when it comes to certain things. Okay. And then he's he's a big horror movie buff. I could take him or leave him. All right. Uh, All right. I'm more of an action sci-fi kind of person. And this was definitely an action flick, right? Yeah, this is definitely action and sci-fi. Yeah, it's a martial arts film crossed with a monster movie. Nice. So I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and Ma Hinshaw saw it too, right? Ma Hinshaw saw it. Okay. She did. Yeah. She went to the theater. She saw it that week too. She did. And She's on it. She was just like, oh, there's no radio. It's a day off. I forgot. <laughs> she, was, she was very disappointed. Well, we'll be sure to call her when we're but, done. But tell me why. tell me why you liked it. Because it was fun. It was fun. Okay. All right. Matt, Matt's done. Matt no, really doesn't martial, want to be here today. The martial arts were great. Yeah. Now, you told me, I think you sent me a text and you said, you're going to love this movie, even if you're not into Marvel, but if you like anything martial arts, you're going to love it. I don't know if you were, you like any movies anymore. Well, I do like movies. I like action flicks and I like dramas. I'm well, not... but, but you don't like John Wick and that was a lot of action. And... Well, that was a lot of violence. That was a lot of violence. Well, what do you think action martial arts are? <laughs> oh. It's violence. They're kicking each other. Well, I don't know, Matt. I don't want to argue with you about this. <laughs> you don't want to argue with me. I'm just trying to figure out where your break point is. But yeah, I, I yeah. loved I loved Shang-Chi. It was very good. Okay. You or highly Shang-Chi. recommend it. Yeah. Okay. Highly recommend How it. How many reels are you going to give it? Uh, for those of you who've already listened to the podcast, I yeah. give it four and a half. Four and a half. Yes. I loved it. Do you have a number of how many people have listened to the podcast in the past two weeks? Uh, 20. 20-something. 20 20-something 20 people. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, they probably so, agreed with you. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably my mom just trying to download it. <laughs> and every single time, she's like, I think I got it. And All then it's like 22. Right. Oh, no, I got it this time, 23. Yeah. God bless Thanks, her Mom. Heart. Let's give best. her a call. You guys, check out Matt's podcast. Let's get that number up. It's called The Real Film Nerds. Ma Hinshaw coming up next on Magic. Good morning, Magic 99.1. Who's this? Hi, this is Ma Hinshaw. Good morning, Ma Hinshaw. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. Good, good. You're a calm. little tired. Oh, you're... from watching football games, but other than that, <laughs> yes, lots of football this past weekend, and then tonight, Monday Night Football, Eli and Peyton Manning. It's going to be so good. I can't wait. How about you? Oh wow, yeah. Oh, I watch. <laughs> well, I watch a lot of football. I have a son-in-law who's a Bears fan. Well, we won't talk about that, but. And then, of course, the Cardinals, and we have another friend that likes Green Bay. Well, you know, I watch anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you watched uh, Shang-Chi, the movie, right? Oh, yes, I did. And tell me, what did you think of it? I liked it. I, I really did like it. I mean, it's very, it's full of action, but it's not horrible action, you know? Right. And I love the bus ride. Oh, my gosh. It reminded me of when I was used to be in San Francisco, and they would be going really fast, and, and I'd have to close my eyes, you know? Right. <laughs> oh, Aquafina was so cute. I mean, can you imagine the bus driver? I don't know if she was killed or was just knocked out. But anyhow, and then... <laughs> Aquafina has to take over, 
And, you know, meanwhile, they're fighting, and I don't know how they were standing up. When when you're standing up in a bus, how in the heck do you hit people? Uh, yeah. It, it was fun. I loved it. Oh, it was really cool. That's terrific. How many cookies are you giving it out of five? I, I would say four. Four cookies. And you gave it what, Matt? Mm-hmm. A four and a half. Four and a half. I didn't even comment yeah, on that. Yeah, four and a half, except for I didn't spoil the movie. No. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm sorry, but that part is so fun. People have to watch it just for that. Well, I'm going to watch it because you know, you know that she gave me more than you gave me. Wow. She gave me more than well, you gave me this I, morning. I kind of coached her up a little bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, and he didn't want me to stand. I didn't spoil too much, did I? No, it's okay, Ma. It's okay, Ma Hinshaw. Oh, You're good. Okay, now, okay. What movie are we going to watch this coming week, Matt? All right, we're going to watch one from my mother's generation, or okay. at least the actor. Okay. It's Clint Eastwood's latest film. Yes. Cry Macho. It's going to be in the theaters and at HBO Max this Friday. And Mahinshaw is swooning over oh, Clint yeah. Eastwood. Do you think there'll be nudity in that movie? Uh, I hope not. We wrinkle <laughs> as we get old. <laughs> But he's still sexy. Come on now. Yes, it's he Clint. Is. Even if he is 90-something. Right. He is still <laughs> sexy. You guys are awesome. I love the Hinshaw family. Thanks for reporting for us this morning. On what station, Ma? 99.1 Magic. Prescott, Arizona. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Bye. Thank you. Bye.